brought to you by Soul Fire Productions. Hello and welcome to Mother the Mother. I am McLean McGowan. This podcast is an offering for all women to gather energetically, sister to sister, mother to mother, to co-create a sacred space for healing, educating, and sharing as we journey through motherhood and womanhood. It is such an incredibly powerful moment in time to be a woman, and I thank you for showing up on behalf of yourself and for all of the women in your lives, past, present, and future, to honor our matriarchal lines, all who came before, and all who will come after. Jema. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm your host, McLean McGowan. It is an honor to sit with you, to be with you, and to truly co-create this space with you. This is a culmination of all of our energies intertwining and showing up together. So thank you so much for being here. And wow, what a time. Keeps continuing. And now as we enter and move through December, up through December 21st, I urge you to really up your self-care, up your spiritual practices, your meditation practice, ground with nourishing foods, plenty of water, warm teas, abhyanga, body oil, warm baths, whatever you can to really nurture and nourish yourself on the physical plane. We are in a tumultuous time. So many of the old paradigms are breaking and falling and there is much pushback, so it's uncomfortable. And we all are internally and externally coming up against a lot of resistance. So we truly are in this together right now, and we're all being triggered by different things. And, you know, I try to be as mindful of everyone else as I can be while also being true and authentic to myself. And what that's honestly looked like is being very close to home in home, in the woods, at the beach. I'm not seeing a lot of people. I'm not seeing a lot of friends. As I've shared here, most of my best friends have moved away during this COVID portal. And, you know, my circle feels very tight. And honestly, a lot of that is I have to really preserve my own energy. And I just don't have it in me to, with each play date or with each hang or walk, you know, dealing with everyone's different levels of safety or issues or autoimmune issues or issues with their family or their partner. And I'm not judging any of it. It's just, I don't have the energy. I don't have the bandwidth to deal with everyone else's stuff. I've got my own stuff going on (laughs) within my own family, within my own self, within my own body, within my own mind. And really, I'm just staying high vibe as much as possible, uh, staying silent even more than maybe I normally would, because that too is a spiritual practice of knowing when to speak up and when not to. And we're all on a different level. You know, we're all on a different journey. Uh, We're all different ages and stages of our own lives. You know, a lot of my friends are very outspoken right now. You know, God bless them and thank you. And a lot of them are in their like young 30s. You know, I'm in my young 40s and I'm just in a different place. I'm working in the etheric realm. I'm working on um, just a deeper spiritual place. So just honoring all of us and wherever we are and there's no right, there's no wrong. It is what is where you are, where 
your own preconceived notions are dying off, where your own habits and patterns um, are being triggered. So if you're pregnant, if you're a new mama, just take a moment, please, to put your hand on your womb space. If you're pregnant, maybe a hand on your heart, hand on your belly, knowing that anything that is shared here are thoughts and feelings that I'm sharing from my own experience or the experience I'm seeing in my clients and friends. And nothing I share is your story or your experience or will be your experience. And always my intention is for this to be a place of education and discussion and healing and fully knowing that my way is not the right way. None of us know the right way. There is no one right way. We are all dealing with multiverses and past lives and this life and partners and family and different children's needs. And there there can be no right way. Um, but this is a place where I can share what I'm going through and hoping that it will inspire you to possibly look a little bit deeper into your own healing, your own trajectory of motherhood, asking new questions. You know, we're in this moment of history where asking questions is being seen as negligent behavior in some ways. And we should always be free to ask questions. That to me is freedom, to be able to ask questions, to investigate deeper. You know, that shouldn't offend anybody. For you to ask a question in a loving way that empowers you, that really should never offend somebody else. And if it is, look at that. You see that when you go to OBs. You see that sometimes when you go to midwives. If you ask intelligent questions to help you get clarity and they get triggered, look at that. Listen to that. So today I have a lot of thoughts and feelings. Um, I'm not going to pull a card because I got animals in real life today to bless us and bless the energy of this podcast. The dolphins showed up big time for me today. Dolphin medicine, which you can read more about, but briefly it is grace. It is love. It is the animal totem of peace on earth. Dolphins are all about peace and love. You know, all the stories you hear about humans being attacked by sharks and the dolphins that save them, that circle up right around them. Their sonar underneath the ocean is wild. I highly recommend you investigating it. They are so intelligent, genius really. And they show us to be playful, to have fun, to ride the waves, to be in the what is without looking in the future, without looking in the past, by fully being present. And I had dropped both of my kids off at their outdoor schools and I was driving home on the PCH and out of the corner of my eye, I saw fins. And at first I didn't know if they were fins or rocks as the waves crashed over and then I saw the fins. So I immediately veered over off the road and sat for probably about 20 minutes and watched them. There's a video up on my Instagram. Today's December 1st. It's on December 1st post. And it was just magical. There were about 10 dolphins in the pod and they were going together and then going their own way and then coming back together. And a little one was jumping through the air and they're just magnificent. I've always been so called to dolphins since I was a little girl. And we used to spend summers in Virginia Beach and I would swim with them. There were so many dolphins there every day and I would body surf through the waves with them, literally like right next to me. So they've always been um, a beautifully curated or medicinally blessed, you know, vibe in my life. So thank you dolphins for today. 
Um, so as I've shared, the way I'm showing up in my work is transitioning, and I'm very excited to keep sharing more and more over the next coming months. But I'm shifted now from in-home postpartum work, which I've been doing for close to eight years now here in LA. I am now transitioning into online coaching. So wherever you fall in the continuum of life as a woman, I'm here to help support you. And I've been doing this, but kind of on the DL because I didn't have enough space and time to actually put it out as a big offering, but I have been coaching clients here and there over the past couple of years. But now I'm actually really building out the programs. So if you have any interest, please DM me or email me, McLean, M-C-L-E-A-N, at motherthemother.com. Wherever you are, literally on the continuum of being a woman, I am here to support you. And then obviously, since I am in the birth world, my niche is helping you through conception, even preconception, through your entire pregnancy, through postpartum, and then on through motherhood, because they're such significant stages of our own development as women and mothers that need their own respect and guidance but then also truly seeing and knowing that this is all part of one continuum, right? So the spiritual, physical, you know, detoxing the body, cleansing the body, uh, getting off certain medications, cleaning up your diet, all of that, all that work that you do preconception leads you through your pregnancy in a better, more informed way, right? And then the care and the work, the spiritual work you do during your pregnancy sets you up for a more open, clear postpartum journey, you know? You see what I'm saying? So it all builds on one another well on into motherhood and throughout the rest of our lives. So really, I am focusing on that just due to my own journey, my own changes this year, which have been vast and wide, and I'm still not even knowing how to put words to them, but I do feel so new and renewed and rebirthed. So I'm really excited to be offering that. And Mom Club is coming soon, so look out for that on Instagram. Mom Club will be breaking up into different specific groups, but the first one in December will just be a one-off for us all to dive in. It'll be at a lower cost. And then from there, We'll move forward in the new year. It'll be a three-month commitment. And I always want to offer anyone, if, it, if something is not serving you or money becomes an issue, et cetera, et cetera, you can always stop your subscription. So it's not one of those things where you sign up and then you're you're like on the hook. I don't believe in that. I don't like that energy. So the intention of a three-month commitment is so you're really held because what we're trying to create in Mom Club is a community, a true community virtually online and then spreading into real life. And it's going to be a sacred space. It's going to be joyful and fun, but also serious in the way in which we show up. And we're going to show up with no mom shaming, no guilt, no crosstalk, and no gossip, no sharing. Whatever is said in mom club stays in mom club. And that has to be a real tenet of signing up with, with mom club. But the intention is with the three-month minimum is that you really get to create the sacred space for yourself. And I know very well if I'm not really committed to different groups or memberships that I do online. I just don't do it because life is too full and it's too busy. And also if I'm not paying enough that it's actually worth me showing up, I'm not going to show up. So if I'm paying for something that's like $9 a month and I, that's a busy day, chances are I'm not showing up. 
because it's $9. If I'm making a commitment and it's $53 or it's $75 or it's $100 for the month, pretty positive I'm going to be making myself get there because that is a commitment that I've made through the energy of money. So just something to sit with. Um, I would love to have you there. I would love to have you join us. And again, please reach out if you have any questions. I am taking coaching clients right now. So the sooner you reach out, the better as we go into the holidays, because I know with the new year, uh, it's going to start booking up. So, so many things I want to share today, but the main one is coming back to your intuition, coming back to the power of you, mother. And in our society, we are so trained and we don't even see it. That's how trained we are. We are so trained to look outside of ourselves always at every turn. What is that expert going to tell me? What is that doctor going to tell me? What is that teacher going to tell me? What is that school going to tell me? And it's so ingrained is because that's how it's been for generations. I mean, I even remember like if anything went wrong with me or I had a, even a cough, you know, my grandmothers would always be like, call your doctor. And it was just the go-to, you know, that wasn't the case a hundred years ago, even 150 years ago. Um, but certainly, I mean, my grandmother died a couple of years ago and she was 103 almost when she died. So let's say when she was a kid, maybe it started shifting to the hierarchy of doctor knows better. The male white doctor knows better than the women of our lineage. So that's really new in the history of humankind. This is very new. Wherever we are right now, this is very, very new. All the things, all the quote unquote science, all the proven facts, quote unquote, all of that is very new. So it really makes you question everything. And that's really hard. <laughs> it's hard to question everything you've ever been taught. And I think that's one of the biggest things right now through this portal of COVID or this pandemic, this past year in California of the mandates and the medical freedom being taken away, is there's such cognitive dissonance because it's it comes down to if I question my government, if I question my governor, if I question the doctors, if I question all of these things that, by the way, are owned by Big Pharma, then I have to question every decision I've ever made in my life. And that's overwhelming for a lot of people. But that's truth because we are sovereign beings. We have a divine right. Don't even think about the country as American, which that is huge and that's a gift to be American, by the way. But as a divine being, having a human experience, you have sovereign ownership over your own body. And we've forgotten that. And we've forgotten it because we haven't been modeled that by our own parents, by their parents, by their parents, and back and back and back. Especially as women, we've been thrown under the bus for centuries and centuries and centuries and centuries. And something I like to do with anything, if I'm given something as a fact or proven science, it's like, okay, let's look at that. Let's follow the money trail. Let's follow the money. And for those of you that are pregnant in, in figuring out your birth plan or how you want to proceed in your birth, whether you're going with hospital birth or home birth or midwife or doctors, you know, really tune in with what your higher self is telling you. And if you don't have a clear answer, I highly, highly recommend taking some classes, reading some books that take you back to yourself and help you connect with the mother within you that has been within you for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. And we're so separated from her. And it breaks my heart some days how separated we are from her. But there's always time to reroute. I always say this, always space for course correction. There is always room for repair. Every single day of our lives, we can repair. 
We can repair our own childhoods. We can repair how we're acting with our partner, with our clients, and most importantly, our children, apologizing, showing them how you make mistakes, showing them your joy, showing them what lights you up. There's so much room for repair all the time if we can just get out of our own way and look at every thing that comes our way on the path of life as a lesson. And if we can move through it with an open mind and an open heart and a listening ear, we can get the lessons. But when we try to follow these very specific pathways based on someone else's knowledge or education, quote unquote, we aren't aligning with that. We aren't aligning with really accepting our own journey and our own lessons. So something that I wanted to dial in a little bit today is as a postpartum doula and as a doula in general, I'm also trained birth doula. Well, first of all, in Los Angeles, the whole doula scene is in a very interesting moment. So if, if any of you are doulas right now, I'd love for you to respond or get in touch with me. But from what I'm seeing, there is a big fissure, I guess, for lack of a better word, between the different camps of doulas. And throughout the summer and even into the fall, it's been something I've been really looking at and through the Black Lives Matter movement and bringing more focus to Black midwives and Black birthing women and their experience. And as we know, or hopefully we know by now, Women of color, Black, Latino, any woman of color is experiencing three to four times more birth trauma, including death than white women in this country. And that is a really messed up statistic. And it's really made me look at my own practices, how I am perpetuating any of that, perpetuating racism, perpetuating lack or pain for other people. Um, and really, you know, co-signing some of the bullshit in our medical system. As doulas in general, we have been trained to quote unquote hold space, right? We've we've been we've heard that term now. And it's not a term that I hate or I'm demonizing here. I'm just saying it's it's a trendy term. I'm holding space for her. I'm holding space for you. While that is true, I think it's also really important to look at within what context are you holding space. So for instance, when I was a, a brand new doula, I was taught more than not by the different trainings I had done to really go off the desires of the mom, right? That like, that's what a doula is. I am serving the mother and great. Okay, good. That's what I'm signing up for. So I, it is not within my scope to make big decisions give big advice. And that's how we're all kind of trained, especially the newer doulas, especially if maybe you're not married or you're not partnered, you've never had kids. Um, there's a lot you don't know yet because you haven't gone through it yourself. And so you're really just holding space because you don't, you, you can't even like kind of share from a place of what you experienced. So there's a lot of beauty in that. There's a lot of beauty in showing up with a clear vessel, with no agenda, with none of your own birth trauma or unhealed parts of yourself. The problem is that in our current medical system and our current society, women are not being modeled physiological, biological practices, meaning we're not seeing what an empowered birth looks like. We didn't grow up seeing that. We didn't grow up seeing women in all their fierceness and goddess power birthing babies in our homes. We didn't see that. We have been brought up in movies by our own grandmothers, maybe great-grandmothers, mothers, medicalized birth that are not empowering generally for women. And I'm not saying that I, I hope anyone listening that has had 
a hospital birth or a C-section or epidurals. I'm not saying anything in a shaming way at all. I hope that you had an empowered birth, however it went down. What I'm saying is that being a blank slate doula, showing up for your client who has a ton of questions, because when you're in the birth or even as you're approaching your birth, you have lots of questions because you may have taken that one class or read that one book that ignited something within your divine feminine to kind of start burning like a little ember burning within. And if you're asking questions, big questions to people that are kind of trained not to even give you answers, there's a disconnect there. So it's a confusing time to be a doula. I mean, I have no answers right now, by the way. I'm just questioning. I'm questioning how we're showing up, why we're showing up, especially now during COVID. You know, a lot of hospitals have not been allowing doulas to be there, have not been allowing partners to be in the room. So we also are going to have a whole bunch of women feeling even less supported than normal, which is pretty horrifying as we move through the next couple of years. And how is that going to be informing their postpartum time and their time into young motherhood? Because the body holds trauma differently than your mind does. And you can say, oh, I'm, I'm happy and healthy and my baby's happy and healthy. But if you felt trauma in the birth realm, in the OR, in your labor and delivery room, if you felt disrespected by your doctors or nurses or abandoned by your partner, and maybe it's no fault of your partner because they couldn't be there because of the new hospital rules, or you feel abandoned by your doula, not your doula's fault. They couldn't be there. Those things are still held and retained within the body until you heal them. So there's this mantra that I said a lot after the birth of my first daughter that for me, I ingested as a traumatic birth. And it's not up to anyone else to tell you what is traumatic or not. That's something that really gets on my nerves. How you experience something is how you experience something. And I actually stuffed a lot of my feelings and they didn't come out to about a year and a half after her birth because I was just that mantra and people would say, oh, well, at least you're happy and healthy and the baby's happy and healthy. That's all that matters. How many times have you heard that? And so I believed it. And I was like, yeah, actually, that's right. It didn't go how I wanted. I didn't feel seen. I didn't feel heard. I didn't feel respected. But yeah, we are happy and healthy. And we made it through, but it was spiritually bypassing a lot of my own trauma. And it took me, you know, years to actually heal that. And that's a whole other topic and ones that I've shared on here. But wherever you are on your journey, I just want you to question where the information is coming from. Is it coming from time-tested traditions? Or is it coming from a medical textbook? Or is it coming from white male doctors that you know, have the monopoly on the medical system. And by the way, all that's new, you know, birth has always been women's work for thousands of years. And all of this notion of giving our birthing power away to white men because they magically know better, like it's all a false facade. And again, there's obviously, I mean, I feel like this goes without saying, but I'm just going to say it anyway, for anyone that's getting triggered. There's obviously time and place for Western medicine and hospital care. Okay. That's like, we're beyond that, right? We're beyond that. I'm just saying question your need to question your own power and where that comes from. And like I'm seeing with so many of my postpartum clients getting on this feeding schedule every two hours, the feeding schedule, because their pediatrician is telling them this, their lactation consultants in the hospital telling them this. By the way, every lactation consultant, a different one you have is generally going to tell you something different. And again, we're looking for all the experts to tell us the things 
And what it's doing is it's making us fucking crazy and anxious and depressed. And with my work as a postpartum doula, my business, my, you know, my business name is Mother the Mother. I have always made it my intention to mother the mother so that she can mother her child. So even though I am being hired as a quote unquote expert, the way I show up and I make this very clear to my potential clients, I don't come in with an agenda. I come to support the physiological connection between mom and baby. But I also don't come in and fight against what the pediatrician is saying or the lactation consultant that you're obsessed with. I'm not going to fight those things because you've made a decision who you're following. And that's fine. And that's great. And everyone has their own journey. But what I'm seeing so clearly right now is mothers are still, even though on one hand, we feel like we're getting such better care because we have more education now. The flip side of that is that we think there's this one perfect answer outside of ourselves. And actually the perfect answers lie in your connection with your baby. The eye gazing, the skin to skin. If you're breastfeeding, nursing on demand. You know, breastfeeding is so much more than just baby getting the milk. It's so much more. I mean, just even how the facial muscles and bones and the skull and the teeth form from breastfeeding. It's all this miraculous, beautiful symbiotic relationship. You know, when the baby's breastfeeding, their tongue goes against the nipple to bring your nipple to the top of their mouth, the roof of their mouth, the palate. And that pressure of the nipple against the top of the palate widens the palate and allows the teeth to come in in proper formation, which then affects the whole structure of the facial muscles, the jaw, all of that. You know, this huge rise in orthodontic care and dentistry, which is very new. I mean, it's what, 100, 150 years old. If you look back in native traditions or even a couple hundred years ago, you don't see all the fucked up teeth that we have now. You don't see the very narrow jaw and the high, high palate. Uh, You don't see that because children were breastfed and Again, no shame. You know, the thing is, is women aren't supported. So again, all of this, I want no shame, no guilt. We only know what we know when we know it. And as I've shared before, I did bottles. I did breastfeeding. I did exclusive pumping towards the end. I also did raw milk and bottles. I did formula and bottles. So I've done, I've done all of it. And I, I mean, I had even a good cry last week about some of the choices that I had made because I didn't know better at the time. And what I can do is process that and heal it within myself and then be a light for you guys. Bring more knowledge and share. And, you know, I think our own, our own journeys at motherhood, that, that's why it's so important to share with each other and friends and groups and circles, you know, just always offering that ear to our sisters because we learn and we empower ourselves by hearing the stories of others as well. But back to the feeding thing, because it's really important, is babies don't live on a clock, nor do you, you know? And do you like to be told every two hours that you can eat or drink something? You don't. And, you know, on-demand feeding is really attuning to whatever the baby needs. It's on demand. It's when the baby is demanding to feed. And that looks really different every day because your milk is different every day. Your milk is different every feed because when your baby is on your nipple, they are bringing their spit into your nipple. Your body's reading it, figuring out what antibodies you need to produce for that baby 
and then it's producing it in your milk. I mean, it's mind blowing. So every feed is different. Sometimes babies need to eat every 20, 30 minutes. They'll cluster feed. Sometimes, you know, then it's three hours, it's four hours, it's five hours. And there's no right or wrong. It's listening to baby. Baby is going to dictate what their needs are and telling your boobs how much to create. And not everyone can breastfeed based on their own physiology. And you don't know that until you're in it. You know, you don't know until you're trying to breastfeed for the first time if your boobs can produce. Also, if you've had a boob job, that's a big thing. You don't know if you're going to be able to produce or produce enough. I mean, I've seen it both with clients. I've seen clients that have had boob jobs and can breastfeed totally fine, fully. And then I have clients that have had boob jobs that have to supplement a lot. Maybe they can only produce, you know, a couple of ounces per day, but that's still something that's great, giving that milk. And then I have clients that have boob jobs that can't produce anything. And again, you don't know until you're you're in the situation. And then there's mental health stuff. You know, sometimes women based on their own past sexual abuse is a big one. If you have circuits open that you've not healed yet, breastfeeding can be very triggering. And, you know, I always encourage women to do what's best for their mental health because ultimately that's what's best for the family. But women need to be supported because breastfeeding is not always easy. I mean, it's usually not easy, actually. And women are not given the support. And it's not just support the first couple of days. It's not just support the first week. It can be support for the first months, the first year. And really, there's just no one right way. But the fact that we're even looking at this schedule for feeding is solely based on work and factory work. I mean, this is all proven stuff that the schedule that so many people are obsessed now and pediatricians are preaching about was solely based on factory workers and making more money for the rich white bosses. When industrialization happened and people left their villages, left their extended families, moved into the cities lived in apartments, you know, the nuclear family was created and they had to get back to work and it was all about money. And so it was like, how can you keep baby alive? Okay, well, well, let's just feed every two hours. Like, let's see if that's enough. And it's just interesting to follow back the history and follow back the point of why things become what we believe, right? It definitely was not based on what's best for mom and baby, that's for sure. So it really is a time to question everything. Pregnancy is such a potent time to really look at your own lineage, what needs to be healed, what patterns and habits of your own mother do you want to change so that your baby doesn't have to live with it? You know, they don't have to carry that stuff to your baby. And as we all know, patterns and habits are hard to change because they're habits and patterns and they're so ingrained in us. Most of us are just totally reacting throughout the entire day from an unconscious or subconscious place. Like we're not even conscious about our reactions, what we're saying, what we're doing, you know, driving to the grocery store and you're like, wait, how did I even get here? I feel, I forgot the exact statistic, but it's something like 90% of our day is living in the past. Like that's wild. So it takes a concerted effort to change that, to really come into the present, to really tune in to like, wait, why am I feeling this? Why am I getting triggered right now when I'm breastfeeding? Why am I getting so frustrated with my baby right now? Why am I taking this beautiful time where I really should be eye gazing with my child because that's how they're learning so much developmentally, but instead I'm here breastfeeding, scrolling on Instagram. We're just so unconsciously moving through our day and pregnancy and then having a baby really are such profound times to slow down and question and 
really get back to yourself, get back to your power. But it's it's not a quick fix and you really have to want it and you have to surround yourself with people that support it and get it and don't question or make fun of you. Um, that's why it's so important to have soul mama sisters, you know, even if they don't live in your community that you can Skype or FaceTime or just text through the night when you're breastfeeding and crying alone in the dark. It's really about that sisterhood. And, you know, my own journey continues. I mean, I was posting last night, both of my girls were asleep and I'm lying on the biomat about to go to bed. And I'm just scrolling through photos of Jemima when she was a newborn nine years ago and, you know, getting teary and loving that time so much. And then also bearing witness to my suffering. I didn't even know I was suffering and I was suffering and wishing I could go back and change it. And also knowing that time is expansive and I actually can heal it and I can bring so much love and grace to McLean now and McLean nine years ago and how beautiful she was even when she didn't know it and how she was showing up so fully with what she knew at the time and I can forgive her and I can love her and so can all of you you know we really can change the trauma the challenges and if you don't go there if you don't allow yourself to repair i really do think it will catch up to you at some point so it behooves you to take the time to heal and to really look at why the why did you do the things you did you know was it pressure of your partner was it pressure of your doctor was it pressure of your parents was it pressure of your in-laws and you know maybe it was pressure because they didn't know better that's what they knew but we're all free sovereign beings and we all have the capability to learn and relearn all the time. So just circling back because I love my postpartum work and I have, oh, it's been the greatest gift. All the clients have been blessed to work with in home has just been so incredible. And I know I will come back to in home work as well and I'll do it from you know time to time, but it's really now time for me to spread my wings and to reach a lot more people and to focus on more of the spiritual work and this work that I'm talking about of supporting you fully, supporting the new mother fully to get to know herself and support that, support that dream, support that goal where she is coming from an empowered place and every decision that she makes for her kids and her family and herself. Because as we know, the mother is the cornerstone of the family. When she suffers, everyone suffers. When she's healthy, that health spreads to everyone else. And the mind is so powerful. We can do so much with our bodies to heal and repair with the power of our mind and positivity. And a little side note for any doulas that are listening to this, I know what a confusing time it is. I mean, I've been in this world a long time now and I have such amazing friends and sisters and everyone's on their own journey right now. And I'm in a place of really non-judgment. I can have certainly a lot of different feelings about people's behavior or thoughts, but I'm really just witnessing everyone's different transition and place that they're going through and their sacred rage and their sacred anger. And anger is important because that's how we activate change. That's how we get fired up to activate and change the system. So please don't push that anger down. Let it out in constructive ways and sometimes even unconstructive ways. Sometimes you just need to scream and rage and get it out and beat pillows and run it out and give it into Gaia Mother Earth through the soles of the feet. But for you doulas, I also am opening up three coaching spots for anyone that feels really confused right now, especially you newer doulas that 
don't know how to proceed or don't know how they want to proceed, I am here for you as well. So I'm opening up three spots starting in December, moving forward um, for coaching, because I know how overwhelming it has been for me at times. And especially now as the systems are kind of breaking up and and each doula wants to work differently. And we, we don't always know. I mean, it's such a journey of, of doula life and caretaking of knowing how you want to show up within the system. And then also, do you just want to walk away from the system? Do you want to give a big F you to the system and show up for women in a different way? So Again, there's no right, there's no wrong, but um, if you need support, please reach out to me as well. And it's really important to come back to what is in front of us. What are we seeing today? What behavior are you seeing in your child right now? What behavior are you seeing in your baby right now? And be with the what is. Be with the now, letting go of the past. The past doesn't even exist anymore. Not worrying about the future, coming into the present moment so you can truly see what's before you. What does your child need from you today? What do you need from yourself today without judgment? And then we can do it. We can share when we're present. We can really show up fully and courageously and change the energy pretty quickly. I mean, life is pretty miraculous that way. The human body is miraculous that way. We can shift and change in a flash if we're in the present moment. If we're stuck in the way things used to be or they were or fear from the past or fear from our childhood or fear when that one thing happened, you're not present with the what is. So come back, come back come back. If you have a really hard time coming back to the present, I highly recommend meditation as your medicine, as your daily medicine, 15 minutes minimum. It'll change your life. You can reach out to me if you have any questions about that or need help with that. Come back to the biology of you and your baby, the symbiotic relationship, this oneness. You are one. And you are one even on baby's earth side when they're on the outside. You know, six weeks is the bare minimum of letting that separation occur. You know, with my babies, I really felt it was two years. Certainly one year is a big rite of passage, but two years is when I really felt a separation in my own energetic field from them. And then obviously, you know, you're always intertwined with your children. But honor the biology, honor the biology, skin to skin, the eye gazing, the cuddles, the slowness. Letting the baby lead you. Listen to baby. Listen to yourself. Let go of the outside noise. You will be so better served. There's no one that knows you better than you. There's no one that knows your baby better than you. And we've been sold a bag of goods because we've been taught to muzzle that mother's intuition, quiet it down, tap it down. And I'm saying no more. No more of that. If you're hiring postpartum help, make sure they are serving you and the baby based on your terms. I see you. I hear you. I love you. I'm in it with you. Please reach out to me. I'm here. I am actually very excited to walk into this new chapter of my life, into this new year with a greater remembering of who I truly am and who I'm truly here to serve. Sending love out to all of you. Jema. To introduce another podcast with the Soul Fires production team. This podcast is called Rewrite the Mother Code with Dr. Gertrude Lyons, who is a professional life coach 
and has become a national mothering revolutionary. This is not a podcast about motherhood or how to raise children. In fact, it's not even a motherhood podcast. This is a podcast for all women seeking to reconnect and reawaken the maternal power that's inside all of us. You see, all women have a quote-unquote mother code instilled in them. The current model of mothering in our culture is, as we know, broken. It is limited, constricting, and disempowering. This podcast is about expanding and reclaiming the very definition of mothering. Expect conversations that question your preconceived beliefs and ask you to lean into topics that will tap into the powerful femininity within you. Be prepared to show up, hold space, and be mothered in a way you've never been before but have always needed. Together, let's rewrite the mother code. Jai Ma, Jai Ma, Jai Ma.